Hello, hello, this is Thea Fiore Bloom, and I am the artist and journalist behind the Charm Studio blog and podcast. And you could find the blog over at www.thecharmedstudio.com. And this Charm Studio is a blog and a podcast that was founded for heart centered artists like you who want to write better sell better, create better, but most importantly, who want to feel better by being yourself. Today, I want to get right into talking about a daily writing ritual that I want to suggest to you to do to banish fear and to open your heart. And this also works for painters. We'll get into that in a minute. So do you have a book that you dream about finishing or starting or you want to blog regularly? I really would love for you to consider a daily writing ritual today. I love the Joseph Joseph Heller quote that says, he says, every writer I know has trouble writing. And it's true. Are you having trouble getting your sweet self to write a little bit every day? Girl, have I been there. But I stumbled onto a major cure. And no, it doesn't involve amphetamines and it doesn't involve Tony Robbins. And it certainly doesn't involve a new fab $2,000 workshop I want to push on you. It's nothing like that. Here it is. It's a free tiny but mighty little ritual that you can do for yourself every day before and after you write or before and after you paint. This ritual is grounded in a strong belief of mine and it was so cool that Richard Tarnas really brought this belief to this to the forefront in my mind which is this the belief that writing is not only an intellectual and artistic discipline but that writing is also a spiritual path and most importantly writing is a way to serve others and of course the same can be said of painting so consider using this little ritual to help you paint or write even for 15 minutes a day what happens if you start doing 15 minutes a day is that it unfolds into a half hour a day and then an hour a day and as John Updike said, some very good things have been created in one hour a day. But I would argue that some great things have been created in even a half hour a day. So start with 15 minutes, you get to half an hour, and half an hour is like this golden productivity point where you can do that in between things and still keep your hand on your creativity, keep your hand on your heart, keep your hand on your dreams, and still... Uh, show up every day for it and get the rest of the things done in your life that you want to. I'd love to say that I came up with the idea of this little ritual myself, but it was really inspired from a talk I went to uh, that was given by a prolific writer, Richard Tarnas, who's a professor who mentioned it during a 2007 workshop that I attended at my alma mater, which is Pacifica Graduate Institute in California. So let me share the version of it that I practice with you. It's a writing ritual. It's in two acts, two tiny acts. Act one is before the writing part. And I want to tell you about, I love this quote from Stephen King where he says, the scariest moment is just before you start. So this will help you in that scariest moment just before you start, okay? So first thing in the morning for me, I trundle down in the dark to my studio with a hot cup of something, and I begin by taking a breath and, and uh, striking my cute little Woodstock chime, which I don't know if you could hear here. And as I ring this chime or I light a candle, I ask the universe to just please allow me to get the heck out of my own way today. And my pre-writing ritual allows me to switch out of this insane kind of, I'm so scared of disapproval mode. And it allows me to switch into this, who can this be of service today to mode. 
and then I can begin to write. So next, I press the play button on this free beautiful meditation timer app on my phone, and I just start typing. And if you want details on how to download that Insight Timer, that's my favorite meditation app lately, and writing app, by the way, and you want to get a hold of other my three other fave free writing helper apps, I'll leave you a link in the podcast. There's a link in the post as well. So doing this pre-writing or pre-painting ritual where you light a candle or you ring a chime and you just ask to be a vessel for the most important information to come through you, the most creative information to come through you that would help uh, you and help others. Um, By doing that kind of pre-writing or pre-painting ritual, it only takes a minute, but it's amazing what that minute will do to support your confidence and your creativity throughout your whole session. So for me, I, I write for at least half hour, 45 minutes with this uh, background music going on that's from the app. It's like ambient sounds, which you can change every day. And you can set the timer to have a bell in the middle of the session to encourage you to keep going. You can set as many uh, mid, mid-length, mid-term bells or, as you want, and they can be chimes and they can be... Um, gongs it can be anything but I have this big big crazy Bugs Bunny type of virtual gong on my app that sounds the end to my session to a close and then I blow out the candle I try not to knock one of my two cats off the desk and I head across the room to do the second part of the ritual at this little writing altar that I set up so here's the really easy act two after writing mini ritual part so I go to this altar which I assembled last year kind of uh, unconsciously almost on top of a low bookshelf and here I take another big breath and I just say thank you and I say thanks out loud I say thanks out loud to the muses that ran alongside me today I say thanks out loud to the muses that kindly tried to help me tell a story today Um, requiring myself to do this to perform this post writing ritual It just slows me down and forces me to bask for even 30 seconds in this wonderful feeling of being done with the writing. And that's so important. Instead of running off to fold the laundry, instead of running off to watch the news and getting all freaked out by it, it, you know, which is normal. Of course, we're all going to go and do that. But it's it kind of wastes this beautiful um, energy that we've pulled up. Uh, from the writing itself and we ignore it if we don't kind of just take a minute in any way that you'd like to honor and recognize the fact that you've done something wonderful and I talk about this in a little bit too but for me I usually thank spirit whatever form that takes for you you of course use that currently spirit is represented on my altar in an image of the Hindu elephant god Ganesha and I speak more on the importance of naming a writing guide for your work in my post how to outline your book without stress in just seven days with seven cups of tea, which is a really fun way to outline a book. And I have a link in the post here and I'll have a link to the post in the show notes. So then to finish, I ring a Tibetan bell over the photos usually, or I have other kinds of uh, bells if I want. And I ring a bell over these photos and special objects on my altar. And these are all objects and photos of, I have collections of like a couple of photos of my heroes. I have a collection of little uh, group of photos of my mentors and other supportive folks in my life who are kind enough to believe in my work and uh, that they have either given me these objects over the years or they remind me of that person 
who has been so supportive of my work over the years, or they just remind me of a person who believed in me. And you really need that uh, as a writer because, you know, it's like, uh, what did Anne Lamott say? I don't go into my mind alone. I'm paraphrasing. She said it's too scary neighborhood. Um, anyway, the last thing is the extremely non-sacred sticker step. And, and the very last thing I do is to just walk over to my wall calendar and give myself a sticker for the day. And on the day that I've done the writing, you know, and unlike those of you who are adults, I will still do almost anything for a good sticker. So this is, brings up the point that you need to add your own custom touches. I make fun of myself here about the stickers, but you know what? I don't care. They personalize the ritual and therefore they make it work for me. And they make me, uh, any time a ritual works for you, it helps you to show up again. So the question you have to ask yourself is what would make a ritual work for you? What would personalize it? What would make it fun? What would make it more meaningful? Are you into crystals? Then you may want to have a beautiful blue throat chakra supporting crystal like aqua aura on your writing altar to help you express yourself clearly. Do you love aromatherapy? Maybe your writing sessions would begin by slick switching on a button on your essential oil diffuser so that you can have the tiniest amount of the essence of a really good quality affordable oil for concentration and for bright ideas. I love spruce and pine for that. I love rosemary is traditionally uh, really highly recommended by aromatherapists for focus and concentration. And just to have a little bit of that wafting through the air to fire up your focus would be lovely if that's what would make it a ritual more personal and effective for you. You can visit my five essential oils artists and writers shouldn't be without posts for more information on what kind of great a great diffusers to use and also a lot of safety tips as far as essential oils goes. They're really powerful. They really do a lot of good but you do have to be careful with them as well. So in closing I want to say about ritual don't underestimate the heavy benefits of a light ritual and here are just my last four reasons why. Number one is that writing rituals help you battle down the beasties of self-doubt. A self-created writing ritual will serve you as a powerful antidote to the self-doubt that plagues most of us modest, non-narcissistic, heart-centered artist types, which I bet you are. And because by taking a minute to do a small closing ritual before madly running off, like I said before, to just manically go on with the rest of your day, what have you done when you take that minute to honor yourself? You've honored the fact that you've put your head in the mouth of a lion again and emerged alive to tell the tale. And that is an amazing thing to be thankful for because we come up out of our creative homework chiming. We come out of our creative homework ringing and sparkling and shining. And this kind of good noise, metaphorical noise of chiming, ringling, ringing and such is what I consider good noise. It naturally scatters our fears to the four winds a little more each day. And eventually you have less and less fear and more and more enjoyment in the writing process. I mean, it's still always scary, but I promise you it's going to get a lot less scarier with time and it gets a way lot less scarier with ritual. And one quote I love too by Pema Chodron that that highlights this is that she so wisely says, quote, fear is our natural reaction to moving closer toward the truth. So the reason that you're scared of writing is not because there's not, you don't, you're not smart enough or you're not diligent enough or the reason that you put off doing it. It's because it, it brings up fear in all of us because it gets close to the center of 
all that is inside of us, both positively and our doubts as well, negatively. So fear is our natural reaction to moving closer towards the truth. So don't be afraid to move closer towards your truth because it's going to help a lot of other people at the same time. The second thing a writing ritual does is it's going to let you legally love on yourself. So you're this glorious limited edition. And as I say, if you're one of the scattering of creative people who actually have subscribed to my blog, trust me, they broke the mold when they made you. Uh, your chiming, your lighting, and your spoken intentions, they give great way to this force, like a reinforcing cosmic hug. And each mental hug that you grant yourself or bestow on your muse will incrementally strengthen this mental association in your brain between, you want to strengthen this connection in your brain between writing and a feeling of pride. You want to strengthen this connection in your brain. The synapses make bigger, stronger connections between writing and a feeling of accomplishment. And once those pathways get connected, it's going to be so much easier for you to go about your work in peace and with more uh, passion, excitement, and uh, consistency, most importantly. The number three reason, we're almost home to the number four reason, number three reason you want to do a writing ritual is it acts as a fairy beacon, is what I want to call it, that many folks way smarter than me have written volumes on why ritual persists throughout history. Yet I feel compelled to sully the canon a little bit by adding something trite but true when, to it when I say, why does ritual persist? My answer is ritual persists because it's fun. And your internal creative fairies are drawn to fun like butterflies to milkweed. Your ritual will make your desk psychically sticky and it'll transform it into this kind of fairy beacon that gathers your personal creative angels to your side. Could you use a few personal creative angels at your side? I, I know I can. It's a very big gift. Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Big Magic, who I really recommend you read that book. I, I got so many ideas of it out of it. It'll spark a lot of ideas in you too. But on the topic of play and seriousness in writing, I love her quote when she says, only when we are at our most playful can divinity finally get serious with us. The number fourth and last thing I want to say if I can convince you at all to do a writing ritual, this is my last chance to convince you is that writing rituals give you a swanky new helipad for gratitude to land on. And what do I mean by that? Well, by performing a writing ritual or a painting ritual, you can start giving thanks for your creativity and for your connection to spirit. And you can do that each and every day. And so the difference is we, I'm sure as a spiritual person as a creative person that you of course give thanks to spirit of course you occasionally give thanks for your creativity but are you doing it every single day is it a part of your day every single day and this will really ensure that that happens and that'll have a big effect on bolstering your self-esteem and creating a sense of peace and well-being and as Elizabeth Gilbert says in Big Magic, of coming to understand that you might, that we all, a lot of us understand that we love writing, but does writing love us is what Elizabeth Gilbert asks in Big Magic. Or that we love creating, but does creating really love us? Sometimes we see ourselves as loving writing, but writing is not friends with us. And so by performing a small ritual like this, you're switching your brain around to understand 
that writing does love you too. Writing does love you back. So you can all, what this does is it helps you stop taking each small but essential step towards our big sacred dream for granted. Okay. It, do you know, it, every time that you get up to bat, you should honor it because it's brave. It's brave the first time through the 30,000th time. Each time it's brave. A so the, the, the lovely thing is, so you stop taking each small but essential step towards your big sacred dream for granted. And the most important thing about that is that that sacred dream of yours, by the way, is something which when it's unleashed into the world will inspire at least one other person to pursue their sacred dream. And that's not bad, right? Let me close with a quote from Maya Angelou, who said, the desire to reach for the stars is ambitious, but the desire to reach hearts is wise. So thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all your time and your energy and to spend it here with me. I'm so honored that you did. And I want you to keep remembering that even though we're told by art business types that to, you know, get more into marketing, what's really important, what really impacts people and really impacts our audience is reaching hearts as opposed to reaching out and uh, touching quote unquote pain points and marketing points. You're going to do wonderfully in, if you leave the ambition to the stars, as my Angelou says, and go with your specialty, which I bet if you're the type of person that's listening to this podcast or the, subscribe to the Charm Studios blog, your specialty, your specialty lies along the lines of the heart. And you should be grateful for that. And you should honor yourself for that and give yourself a pat on the back for that. So it's over to you. I want to know what you think. Do you have a mini altar anywhere in your own home? And like, what's on it? Do you have an object on it that's special to you? I'd love to hear about it. Do you keep flowers on it? Do you keep a special little statue on it? Let me know in the comments below. Okay. And I want to tell you to stay confident, to keep believing in your dream of being a successful artist who doesn't consider uh, marketing as the first priority. And I want you to remember that your art is always there for you. And so am I. You can always reach out and contact me uh, through www.thecharmedstudio.com. And I would love to talk to you or answer a question for you. Okay. Stay well. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. See you next time.